0: So a lot has changed in 2022 around the economy, loans, interest rates, but is self-storage still a good investment for small investors? Let's talk about that today. My name is Mark Helm. I'm the author of Creating Wealth Through Self Storage. And I'm the creator of the Self Storage, the Quick Start Self Storage Boot Camp. This is a virtual boot camp that will take you from wherever you are now all the way to putting your first or your next self storage facility into service. We're having our next live virtual boot camp November 11th and 12th that's a Friday and a Saturday and people who have purchased the on-demand self-storage boot camp will be able to attend you'll be receiving an email from me but if you've ever thought about getting in self-storage business or you're jammed up on how to grow your self-storage business I assure you, this boot camp can really support you. It will take, it's my four phase strategy, and it'll take you from wherever you are to the ability to put your first or your next self storage facility into service. You can find out more about it at creatingwealththroughselfstorage.com. But I get asked this a lot today Is self storage still a good investment for small investors? Or I hear things like, I should have gotten into self-storage business 20 years ago. For some reason, 20 years seems to be the number I hear a lot. So when I hear a question like, is self-storage still a good investment? What I'm really hearing are a couple of other questions. One question I'm hearing is, prices are so high today, can I get in? Or oversupply. There's so much self-storage out there, maybe I should have gotten in 20 years ago, 10 years ago. You make the number up. Well, let's take a look. I mean, both are valid concerns. So pick a date. Let's go with 1999. Why? Well, that's when I got in my first self-storage facility. So let's take a look at what should you have gotten into self-storage business in 1999. So when I purchased my first self-storage facility, there there was no SBA loans for self-storage. It was bank loans back then only. And many banks wouldn't loan on self-storage. I cannot tell you the number of banks that said, we don't loan on self-storage. Or I would present it and then the, the loan officer would listen to me. I remember one bank in particular here in Louisville where I'm at, and that, loan, that owner of the bank actually came in and listened. He said, look, we don't loan on specialty use products. And self-storage is a specialty use product. If all your tenants moved out, Shows how much he knows about storage. If all your tenants moved out, you'd be left with a building that could be used for nothing but self-storage. We don't loan on that. Ten year, you know, ten years later, I got millions of dollars of loans from that bank on self-storage. But that's the way it was back in nineteen ninety nine and if a bank did loan on self-storage that meant because it was a specialty use product interest rates were usually higher on the very first deal i did my interest rate was eight and a half percent now yes i bought it i bought the facility on a 10 cap quote Ten cap. It really wasn't a ten cap, but it was a it was a fifty-five thousand square foot facility where the 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 builder had just finished the last phase. I bought it fifty percent occupied, quickly rented it up to eighty-five percent. But back then, storage was selling on a ten cap. So ten cap self storage, eight and a half cap. I mean, eight and a half percent bank interest rate so that was about a point and a half spread between my interest rate and my cap rate in 1999 about what it is today on products that we buy yes i know you're still seeing four cap rates out there but are you buying a four cap rate piece of property with interest rates at five percent probably not but in most deals we're able to do today, we're certainly able to get a 1% to 2% spread between our going in quote, going in cap rate and our um, interest rate. For some reason, I hear 20 years a lot. I, can, I mean, three, four times a month. I, the, the term should have gotten in 20 years ago when I first looked at it. So let's take a look. 20 years ago so given this is 2022 and i'm recording this 20 years ago was 2002 right after 2001 you remember what happened then still no sba financing it was 2010 before sba would loan on self-storage so we were still using bank loans back then in 2002 when i bought self-storage in 2002 interest rates were around seven and a quarter percent in 2002 and cap rates were running eight and a half to nine percent for self-storage so there was a nice spread there worked well you know, about a two two and a half percent spread so there was a nice spread there you could get you can negotiate a deal and get a one and point seven five to two percent spread between your going in cap rate and your interest rate on existing facilities. Now, negotiation has always been a very important part of the self getting in self storage, and anytime you can negotiate a two to two and a half or more percent spread between your going in cap rate and your uh, interest rate on existing self-storage that's a great thing now if you're doing a value add play that becomes a little less important what becomes more important is what is the value when you're done with your value add play and what's the length of time and the amount of risk to get there but we're talking about existing self-storage right now so one and a half to two percent spread 20 years ago between interest rates and cap rates. It was about 2012 was the last year I was able to buy an existing self-storage and get anywhere near the returns I need because I raise money and have syndications and it was, it was, that was about the last year I was able to buy an existing self-storage and get the return I need for the deals I'm doing. So we've been doing value add plays ever since then. Now, the second question I'm hearing when people say, is it now a good time to get in, or I should have gotten in 20 years ago, is the question about oversupply. They see so much self-storage around, the thought is, maybe I should have gotten in when there was less existing self-storage around. Now, it's hard to be specific because on this because self-storage is such a localized product. If you're not sure what I'm talking about, look at the previous episode, episode 351. I talk about it. Literally, your customers in most self-storage projects are within three, four, five miles of your self-storage project or closer if it's in a larger metropolitan area, more densely populated area, that's where your customers are. So to say that self-storage is overbuilt is somewhat of a meaningless statement, which really critical is what's going on in that three, four or five mile, you know, two to four mile radius of the facility. Yes, 20 years ago, there were probably less overbuilt, trade areas in the country but there's still a lot of unmet demand and here's the thing 20 years ago about eight percent of the population was using self-storage today about 10 percent of the population uses self-storage so a larger percentage of the population is using storage and the population is growing So there continues to be this increase in demand, somewhat exponentially, because not only is population growing, but a larger percentage of the population is using self-storage. So there's a lot more demand for self-storage today than there was 20 years ago. The real art today that you might have to burn calories on that you didn't 20 years ago was what is the how is the storage health in the trade area that I'm looking at. Fortunately, with self-storage, because it is such a localized product, in other words, you can point to where your customers are, it's not that hard to figure out. A good feasibility report will do it. You can probably estimate and get close, but always get a feasibility report, especially if you're bringing on new square footage. For the most part, you're not going to be guessing if there's unmet demand in a particular trade area that you're looking at. So even though there's a lot of more storage than there is today, there's a lot more demand, and there are still a lot of trade areas that have unmet demand for storage so as you can see i say self-storage is still a great investment today for the small investor because once you have a stabilized self-storage project I've never seen a stabilized one become unprofitable yeah I've seen it lose I've seen occupancy go up and down based on what's going on in the trade area new space coming in that trade area but I've never seen a storage deal I'm not saying it hadn't happened I've just never seen it I don't know anybody who's seen it but I've never seen a deal go from 90% occupancy down to 50 30 40 or all the tenants move out, like the banker said in 1999 to me. I've just never seen it. Once you're stabilized, it's a pretty boring, relatively safe asset class to be in. And your cash flows are very predictable. Why? There's just not a lot of capital improvements, steel wall, concrete floor. In many ways, today is one of the best times to get in self-storage. Why? Well, there's a lot of consolidation going on in our industry. In the last five years or so, the REITs, the big institutional owners, went from owning 18% of the square footage of self-storage in our country to 30%. The still, the vast majority of self-storage is mom-and-pop facilities. Where I think the, the real opportunity for small investors is to buy mom-and-pop facilities, upgrade them, make them profitable, and then bring them into this century. Then, when it comes time to exit, you'll have a product that somebody who pays top dollar will look at. A lot of opportunity over the next decade also works with construction, building storage facilities that, you know, institutional buyers would consider when it comes time to exit. So, in my humble opinion, there's a great future in self-storage for the small investor. Is now a good time to get into self-storage? Ten years ago, it was probably better. Now's the second best time. The reality is, if you're not in storage, now is the only time thank you very much my name is mark helm i'm the author of creating wealth through self-storage and i'm the creator of the storage world analyzer that's the financial analysis tool we use as we analyze the self-storage deals that we're thinking about putting in service if you're using excel great if not I invite you to look at the Storage World Analyzer. StorageWorldAnalyzer.com or creating wealth through self-storage. Click Storage World Analyzer. Thank you, and I look forward to being with you next week.